0: Well, welcome to my first podcast, and being that this is an audio podcast, I thought that it would only be appropriate to focus the topic on the incredible phenomenon that we call human hearing. So to start, just to let you know, human hearing is mostly a physical process. It happens first when air molecules, which mostly consist of oxygen and nitrogen, they get bumped around by other objects in motion. This will set those air molecules into motion the oxygen and nitrogen, which potentially bumps other molecules and those bumping other molecules and so forth, propagating the vibration down until it reaches your external ear, that big flappy thing on each side of your head. The initial bumping could be caused by vibrating vocal cords, a rapid expansion of heated air, such as in the case of thunder that's caused by lightning, or even a bullet zipping by as it disrupts the air around it. This is also why astronauts in space need to communicate by radio while in their spacesuits, because no matter how loudly one tries to yell, if there's no air to carry those vocal vibrations to the next person's spacesuit, they will hear nothing. With that in mind, if you wanted a completely silent practice room for some annoying band member or a nine-year-old son that loves to play his drums to his heart's content, all you would need is a double wall with all the air pulled out of the middle of those walls, like a vacuum. But I digress. So once those vibrations have reached your outer ear, they're channeled down into the ear canal, still using the air vibrations until they reach the eardrum. The eardrum is a tissue paper-thin membrane that starts moving in response to the air vibrations and then in turn will move three of the smallest bones in the human body. Why do we need these bones? Well, the nerves that will eventually carry the vibrating signal of the brain are bathed in fluid. And if the eardrum were the only separation between the air vibrating and the fluid vibrating, we would lose a lot of the original signal. You can try this for yourself. Just go put your head in a bucket of water and have someone try to tell you how to get to their house. Most likely, you will not end up in the right place, and neither does our vibrating sound signal. So what the bones do is they act like a small machine to amplify the signal about 15 times So that by the time the vibrations get into the fluid, they are at the strength that we need to be able to detect them. So these vibrations are pushed by the bones into a fluid-filled tube called the cochlea. This tube kind of looks like a curled-up snail. A membrane that sits within the cochlea, called the basilar membrane, is stiff closest to where these sounds enter, and then less stiff farther down the snail-like tube. An interesting thing about the basilar membrane is that it will resonate or vibrate with these incoming vibrations at different points along itself according to that stiffness. Now embedded within the basilar membrane are little hair cells that are set into motion by this moving fluid, and they will transmit their movement to over 20,000 different nerve endings that detect exactly where the membrane is vibrating and which hairs are moving which in turn will then send an electrical signal to the brain for interpretation. Well, this first podcast has only touched on the physiology of the hearing process itself, but there are many more topics related to human hearing that we could talk about, such as how the hair cells become damaged over time and wear down to cause hearing loss. Also, the reason two ears is better than one in perceiving direction, though not especially useful in detecting distance. And finally, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound or not? But that's all for now, so thank you for joining me on this first podcast edition, and don't forget to save.